Here's what's cooking on the day's Sports Stove Local Hour. We are recapping Saturday's win versus Utah Tech, previewing Saturday's win versus Austin P. And of course, talking to some great guests today, Parker and Jalen Herod join the show today. That's what's cooking on the day's Sports Stove Local Hour. McKinney looks, sets to the pocket, throws open, receiver, touchdown! Colonels, we're not done yet! Our identity is we're going to press for 40 minutes, we're going to play up-tempo, we're going to play with unbelievable passion, and then our brand is the most exciting 40 minutes in sports. Welcome in to our all-new edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour, presented by... Righteous Felon Jerky. <laughs> Great partners. Glad to have them. And uh, love the jerky that uh, I've been eating. I got my dad some jerky. I still have to get Ryan his jerky. But uh, very, very good stuff. You're going to love it. You got to try it for yourself. The way to do that is go to RighteousFelon.com. Use the code STOVE15 at checkout. You're going to get 15% off your purchase. I'm Vince Stover, joined as I am every week by the one and only Captain Rhino, Ryan Jackson. How you doing, man? I'm doing all right, doing all right today. Good. So we haven't had a chance to chat yet uh, about the, the weekend trip to Utah. Uh, so, man, start from the beginning. The flight out there, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, talk about the weekend. Uh, you know, we started off on Friday with a good little warm-up stretch practice kind of thing. Then we got on the bus, obviously took a big trip to uh, to Kentucky. I actually saw my parents because they came on the trip with us, so that was a great uh then we get to the flight everything runs smooth get through tsa just fine and we're on up in the air to utah and once we get there it's it's a completely different area than here i it's weird because i've never been anywhere close to like the west coast kind of Mm -hmm. so to see the different scenery and how everything's so open and like the interstates weren't busy. There wasn't three Taco Bells within five minutes of each other. It was different. And it was cool because we had a later game. So we got to, between uh, dinners and meetings, we got to like walk around and kind of see the place a little bit. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of pictures of mountains and pictures of not like dangerous things, but stuff that looked right crazy out there that you'll never, you would never have seen here. We saw people parachuting behind buildings. It was it was awesome. Like it was a cool experience. And then we got to the game, which was even better <laughs> for us. <laughs> the stadium's beautiful. It's on a it's on a mountain. The views great. The air was nice. It, it was just a, it was a really good experience. Now, were there lots of parents on the flight? How did that work? See, I I don't know how how everything shakes <laughs> up for my dad. Sometimes stuff it just seems like. Being the number one EKU fan just works out for him sometimes. But I think it was something to do with suits for seniors. I don't know all the details, sure. but okay. yeah. there were there were plenty of not not parents on the the plane, but uh important people like I know we had the the president, the AD and their families, and obviously Coach Wells and his families and there were some important people on the plane, so we had we had to act accordingly. <laughs> Uh, now, have you? I'm assuming you've flown before, right? Mm-hmm. What are you flown? Texas, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, before college, had you flown? Um, I had. I'm sure I had flown at something for some reason. Uh, we did a lot of traveling to go to like 
trips and tournaments and it was a lot of driving. That's a, that's another co commitment to my dad. Uh, and I, I guess I got to praise him a little bit and shout him out on this little stream. My dad, that's the first time, at least what he told me first time he's flown in 20 years. Oh, wow. Something like that. So a, a great honor. And I'm so, I'm so proud of it. I'm so happy that I got to see him physically on the plane, enjoying himself on a trip. Yeah. So it, it wasn't the first time I've flown, but it's, it's one of the, so hands to him. It's one of the first times he's flown in a while. And it was your mom's birthday this weekend. Is that true? Yeah, it, it was my mom's birthday. Man, how about that? That's pretty exciting. Um, now let's talk about the, the game a little bit more. And uh, well, you guys did, did you guys do a walkthrough or something once you landed in Utah? Is that something? Oh, we, I almost forgot that part. Yeah, we did. Uh, we ended up going to some local high school there. And that's, that's another thing. The high schools are built completely different than than here there's like palm trees in the back of the stadium it's they have all this like open space this is the only way i could really describe like places out on the west coast it's just so open i spent a lot of time in arizona as a kid and uh you know there's so many parts of it there's just nothing there um right. you know like you're talking about just space uh, mm -hmm. i grew up as a as a some would call me a cowboy growing up. So wide open spaces, you know, uh, don't fence me and all that good stuff. Um, yeah, it's great out West. You get, there is space. It's a little slower pace out there as well, which is nice. Not, not all the hustle and bustle that you see around the East uh, as well, but uh, you guys get into the game and I did not have a chance. I did not get to listen to it live. I checked in on it throughout the evening a little bit. Uh, I was a little under the weather, so I actually went to bed fairly early on Saturday night with uh, church on Sunday. Wanted to make sure I was rested up and ready to go. Uh, but that being said, you guys get the win, of course, 34 to 30 is the final. Um, the first quarter, from the stats at least, didn't look too exciting. Three to nothing, Utah Tech. <laughs> but then the second quarter picked up, 14-13 uh, scoring-wise in the second quarter. You guys went into the half, down just by two, came out in the second half, uh, put up 17 in the third quarter, and hold them off in the fourth quarter uh, ultimately to get the win. So uh, as the game goes, uh, you know, or first half, let's let's break it down this way by halves. Uh, first half, um, you know, talk a little bit about how it took a little bit of time to get in the groove. Well, off off the rip, we, we have to blame uh, Patrick Nations for the coin toss. Now, yes, I call all the coin tosses, but I had to. I lost the last one against Gardner Webb, so it didn't matter to me. I had to ask someone else back there for their opinion, and of course, he calls tails. It's heads <laughs> failure as a another captain, but it's whatever. So. We get the ball first, and uh, Parker throws a pick on the first play. Now, he did get rushed pretty heavy, and the ball's bad, but it's it's a a, a lame way to start any game sure. <laughs> with an exception on the first play. But our defense comes out there. We get a stop holding the three. And it, it, you could tell it was going to be another one of those EKU 60-minute games because I, it's it's a testament to us. We, we get everybody's best. yeah, And I think that's the best thing about – the schedule we play and the competition we play, we need everybody's best because that's that's the type of team we we are and the type of team that we're going up against. We're going up against really good teams all the time. And those guys came out on fire. It was their homecoming. They didn't want to lose. They'd already had a couple losses in the conference already. I, I don't blame them for how hard they came out, but came out the first half, stuffed them for a little bit, and then obviously we moved on to the next half, and we woke it up ourselves a little bit started <laughs> – 
started airing it out a little bit more, getting the running game popping off. And our, our defense had been playing good pretty much the whole first half. Yeah. Now, talk about some of the big plays that went on. And again, I'm, I'm just going off of looking at the stats and kind of seeing how things broke down that way. Uh, but I saw earlier in the on Saturday night, I saw Mo Edwards was going off. He ends up with 101 yards, three catches, a touchdown, a 69-yard uh, reception. Hunter Brown, he goes for 88 yards, a touchdown, a 40-yard gain as a big one. And, of course, Jado comes up big again, seven catches, 74 yards, and a touchdown. Um, <laughs> what were these big plays uh, the offense was able to produce? Uh, they, they were definitely uh, big passing plays. Our old line gave Parker great protection on all of these, the big plays that we had. But it's it's great to see Mo Edwards back out there getting to play, getting his groove on. He's starting to finally get comfortable again. And that's that's great to see him build his own confidence back up from the tragic knee injury he had the season before. And he came out high. He, he wants to get back to where he's performing. And that that's what he comes out there and does. He, he had a... He only had like three catches, right. so that'd be more impressive. Three catches for like a hundred something yards and a touchdown. He should have had two touchdowns. He uh, he like head tapped some kid on the sideline that he just just got out of bounds on. Mm. And uh, the Hunter Brown catches. Hunter Brown was all over the field, blocking, receiving. It it was a great game for Hunter. It's it's just Mo outproduced him a little bit, <laughs> I would say. But, <laughs> It's one of those things where our offense gets into these dynamic modes where they can score. They can really, they can really light up a scoreboard if you give Parker enough time. He can manage a game and get you, get you the, get the ball to players, <laughs> and they can do something with it. Now the run game, we've talked about it all year. It's been balanced. It's been one guy going off, the other guy still having a good game. This was Josh Carter's day. 20, 20 attempts, 125 yards, but his longest run was only 16 yards. So that tells me this was an all-day just beating uh, that Jay, Joshua Carter put on put on Utah Tech. Yeah, Josh, if you see Josh back there, he's coming to get the tough yards. He's going for two, three a pop each each time he gets the ball. And it, it's a mentality thing with him. You can tell he's, he's in a different mindset than when he's – not when he's practicing, but like – Game times, you can if you look in his eyes, he he's determined, and yeah. he's determined as many yards as he can because he, not saying he likes playing second fiddle because both of them are very talented and they both right. work very well together. But Josh knows when he's up there, it's his time to explode and his time to to really go. And I, it, it's awesome seeing like because Josh, y'all have to interview him again. He's such a, a nice, genuine person, and you just want to see a guy like that be successful. Uh, let's talk about the defense. Uh, Logan Blake, slacker, only seven tackles. Um, did you guys give him a hard time about that at all? I told him he's over here point shaming. Like, we were expecting him to at least crack 100-something this game. And, yeah. like, me and Jeremiah have this running joke with him. We're like, if you get 15, can you just, like, spare us five? <laughs> if, like, we don't even want all 15. I, we don't want to be that selfish. But, uh, yeah, we always give Logan a hard time because – He's such a humble guy, and if you ever talk to him, you would never think he's the guy who averages 10-plus tackles a game. You would never think he's the guy who's all excited after tackles or super pumped up during the game, but that that's definitely him. He's a he's a leader for us. Not not much with his uh, – his, it's more with his play and his action, and he's one of the smarter guys on the field out there. So, yeah, yeah we, get, we always have to give him a hard time because he, he puts too much pressure on himself sometimes. <laughs> 
Now, Kobe Tracy, the quarterback, he went off for – he got 247 yards, three touchdowns. Uh, his receiver, Keith Davis, seven catches, 118 yards, two TDs, including a 55-yarder. Bo Sparks had nine catches, only 53 yards on the day. But I look at the stats as well. I see Mike Smith and Deontay Bembry, four breakups and three breakups between with the two of them, so seven total between the two guys, uh, mm. as well as other guys, with one breakup too. Um, so as a guy who didn't get to see it, tell me a little bit about how this uh, uh, this pass defense and those DBs uh, did with uh, with a, a heavy load. You would have been super proud of our secondary watching this game, and the the big the big uh, picture of it was contested balls. Like every single time the ball was in there, it seemed like one of our DBs was at least around it. Whether it was caught or not, that that's one thing that those guys worked night and day since since not only the Cincinnati game, but since the SEMO game. And week in, week out, they've worked on contesting, getting there faster, breaking on balls, trying to be active at the point of attack. And I think that's something that they've all done extremely well, especially Mike and Bembry. They had a heck of a games. But the another real uh, star was Frankie West. I don't I don't know how uh, how much he was targeted that game, but it was it couldn't have been all that much. Mm-hmm. We we had moved into like a little nickel set this week, and because we knew they like to put some of their better receivers in the slot, yeah. so of course we wanted to combat that with one of our better corners. I think Frankie did a phenomenal job trying to defend one of one of their more dynamic uh, receivers. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, again, I'm just looking at the stats, but I see a lot of different names out here. Uh, guys getting opportunities. Frankie, five tackles uh, on the day. Nick, of course, there as well. Uh, Jordan Thomas showing up uh, there also. So a lot of different guys out there, a lot of names popping up. Uh, guys on the D-line as well. Gabe Stevenson, or Stevens, excuse me, his name popping up on there. Of course, still the linebackers and things like that too. So a lot of good things happen. Of course, Ryan, you had three uh, accredited tackles. In the game as well, no sacks. Come on, man. Uh, but <laughs> all these three steps—they don't—they don't want me to get there. I, so every, I, everything I was quick. by getting more pressure throughout the middle, but those little three steps—they're—they're they're really annoying to try and defend. So is that what they were? A lot of just quick, quick drops. It's a lot of it's, they do. A, they did a lot of quick game against us, and their five step was usually like six man protections when we were really just not blitzing three, but it's a, we you always have a three man rush at minimum. Yeah. So is, when you protect six against three, it's hard to get back there. But we still have to do a better job of crushing the pocket in those scenarios. Very good. We'll talk about uh, Austin P. I didn't even lead the show off with this. It's flush the P week. So we're uh, we're ready for that. We'll talk about that after our guests uh, here today. But we're ready to bring on our first guest of the evening. Boy. And we're excited uh, to bring on uh here uh another captain of course we got ryan on every week but uh bringing on again for this to the show quarterback parker McKinney on the program. hey parker how you doing i'm good how are you guys i'm doing good doing good so we've been talking to ryan about the utah game utah tech game and the trip and everything like that uh share with us if you don't mind uh kind of that process for you this week with the the flight out there and the just the different scenery out there in utah have you ever played in utah before i haven't I, that, that's actually the the furthest uh west i've been um you know one thing i'll say about utah it's a super pretty state and that stadium we played at like the backdrop all the mountains and stuff in the background was i mean absolutely gorgeous um you know and obviously the plane ride and stuff out there went great um then we you know warmed up at a high school stadium bus back to the hotel and then from there it was kind of normal after that 
And I know the staff has done a great job with trying to keep things normal uh, all these years as well. Uh, so, Parker, let me ask you this. Uh, Mindset-wise, uh, where were you after the first throw of the game? <laughs> you know, the first, it was super unfortunate, but I, I, do, I do the best that I can just trying to play. You know, each play is a life of its own. What happened the first play was super unfortunate, especially after last week. I was like, great, this, you know, this is how we're going to start the game. Um, you know, but I, I tried to not let it affect the next time I went out there on the field. And obviously, you know, our defense got a great goal line stand, which was huge for me because I was like, you know what, this we're kind of back to square one now. Um, you know, we're, we're starting a little further back, but we're back to square one. So that's kind of how I was trying to look at it. Well, yeah, after that first pass, you ended up going 21 and 33 after that 322 yards and three touchdowns. Um, so you figured it out and got everything working just fine. <laughs> Uh, after that point, I asked Ryan about these guys earlier, but Mo goes off. He gets 101 yards on three catches. Uh, 69 yard uh, was the long, the long pass uh, there as well. Uh, you've been around Mo for for a couple of years now, and uh, and getting, being able to see him have that success. And then you had Hunter, who had a big game. Also, he goes off for 88 yards. He had a 40 yard completion. Also. And uh, so you guys got things going uh, in a little bit more of a dynamic way uh, through the air this this past week. And uh, coming into this game, was there stuff that you guys saw uh, from the Utah Tech tape that said, hey, this is going to be an opportunity for us to have some big passing plays? Or was it just kind of part of the offense? You know, it, it really was just kind of kind of part of the offense. Um, obviously, you know, those guys that you uh, mentioned had great games. Um you know, Mo went over 100 yards, and you know he's he's been battling injuries back and forth for these last two or three years. So it was obviously great to see him have a good game, and then Hunter transferring in, him having a big game as long along with you know Jaden Smith. Obviously, great for those guys. Super happy for them. Um, <clears throat> and then as as far as um, you know what what we thought going in, we knew they were kind of young and a little inexperienced in their secondary. Um, you know, so we knew that there may be some uh, chances that we could you know take advantage of that a little bit. And um, obviously, you know, we we put ourselves in good situations with a few of the play calls against some of the coverages they were running on a few of the big plays and touchdowns, which ended up um, working out well for us. Uh, when you get this run game, we've talked about this. I don't remember if we talked about it at the uh, weekly press conference last week or not, but me and Ryan have talked about the consistency of the run game and how it's been so solid this year. In the past, there's been good games, but then there it just hasn't been that balance. Josh goes off for 125 yards and they weren't, you know, they weren't massive runs over and over and over. It was, it was just consistency and Brayton's still there with 54 yards too. So uh, if you don't mind kind of talk about that run game and what it's been doing this year to, to build this offense. Yeah, it's been huge for us this year. Um, you know, obviously it takes a lot off my plate knowing I can hand the ball off and, you know, these last couple games, you know, we've been, averaging over four and a half, five yards a carry. I don't know the exact numbers, but I know like that's one of our goals as an offense. And um, these last few weeks, honestly, most of the season we've been hitting that. Um, you know, and a lot of it goes to our O-line. Um, you know, we have a lot of experience in that O-line, um, played a lot of games, a few of those guys have. And, you know, we have a few pieces on that O-line that haven't played as many games, but they're coming along great. And, you know, everyone's kind of pushing in one direction, if that makes sense. You know, they, they understand their targets. They understand, um, you know, the people they're identifying and who they need to go to in the run game. And then obviously having two great running backs is huge for us as well, knowing whenever you hand the ball, if they can make a guy or two miss and, you know, get the yards that they need to get. But obviously as an offense, that's been huge for us this year. 
yeah, it's been fun to watch too. Uh, Rhino, what you got for Parker? Uh, Park for a Tennessee guy to Tennessee guy. I gotta ask since we're about to be playing a, a school from the home team. What what do you miss uh, the most about back home? Uh, you know, man, probably probably just my you know my family, and then you know some of my friends back home. I would say is what I miss the most. Um, you know, obviously I've I've been here for the past six years. So, you know, Richmond's kind of became my home away from home, if you will. But um, you know, there's definitely some things I miss from back home. A lot of it, you know, just being my family and being around, you know, my friends and stuff from back there, I would say is the main things. Yeah. You know, you're from East Tennessee. Uh, me and Ryan are from middle Tennessee and it's a different world. Um, Kentucky's kind of this way too, I would say, but in Tennessee, it's like you got West Tennessee, which you think of Memphis and that kind of scene, middle Tennessee is very similar to central Kentucky. I think in a lot of ways, um, and then East Tennessee's the mountains and and all that kind of stuff, smaller towns for the most part, obviously Knoxville's there and stuff, but uh, things like that too. In your time in Richmond, have you seen that comparison? Like where, uh, to me, I lived in Indiana for three years too, but I spent 26 years in Tennessee and I feel like this area, Richmond is so much like <laughs> where I grew up at and everything like that. Are there similarities to that too, that maybe made you feel more at home here or no? Yeah, there definitely is. You know, a lot of it, I think, just being the landscape. <clears throat> so the town I'm from is super small town. Like, there's not even a red light in the town I'm from. So, like, so coming to Richmond, I mean, it's like, I mean, it's like going to, like, I, I don't even know, like, going from a small town to Lexington or a small town to, like, a big city, in in, in a sense, to me. Um, but there is some similarities, like, landscape-wise. Um, you know, everyone talks about, you know, Richmond being the small, small little town. But, um, you know, obviously a, a lot of them haven't seen the type of small town that I've seen and that I've been used to. But there definitely are some similarities. And obviously, you know, I like it here in Richmond. Yeah, it's uh, that is funny that you bring that up, though. Small town. I I, I think of Richmond as a small town myself. Um, <laughs> but you're right. I mean, there are definitely much smaller towns uh, out there. And uh, and where you come from as well definitely fits that that category. Um, also, have you ever thought about, or have you ever been able to do, I don't know, I should, maybe I should have done some research on this, but have you ever been able to go back and do something in your hometown football wise, uh, clinics or anything like that? And is that something that maybe in the future you, you'd consider doing? Yeah. You know, that's something I've thought about doing. Um, and you know, I've had talks with people about doing that. Um, you know, I would say the main thing I, I've done, you know, back home is like, a few of the quarterbacks, like the high school and middle school quarterbacks, like back home, you know, I've, I've worked with those guys and, you know, tried to help them, but I haven't done as far as like a clinic or anything like, like super big like that. I haven't done that, but it's obviously something I'm interested in and would love to do. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I know, you know, in Tennessee, I know, I know we have a lot of Kentucky people watching, but in Tennessee football is, is it like, that's what, that's what you do. You do football. People like basketball. <laughs> fine. People like baseball. Fine. But football is what you do. And, uh, and I know it's pretty cool. People always look up to anyone who's able to have any success and, and go on. And, uh, you know, of course, Ryan's dad works with, with kids and Ryan's done some work with kids there as well. Um, I think that's pretty cool. Pretty cool opportunity. Uh, Ryan, what else you got for Parker? Uh, this is a little bit of a weird one, but it's uh, for the crowd mostly. If you could be any type of car, what type of car would you be? Any type of car, what car would I be? Car truck, whatever. <laughs> that's a that's a tough one. Um, you know, uh, I would just say like I don't even know. That's a, that's a tough one. I don't really have any rhyme or reason for what I'm picking. Um, I would say maybe 
just just some kind of like nice like truck or you know i could go the other route and say like a corvette or you know i don't, I don't know i don't really have a rhyme or reason um no, those, you, you look more like a corvette buddy <laughs> yeah i was about to say I, I have no i have no rhyme or reason but yeah you'd have to be a, something that's sneaky fast like uh you don't look fast as parker <laughs> and i don't mean that as an insult no i, I get that all the time i yeah. get that all the time <laughs> but you are you know we've joked about this i for the last couple of years but you know when you get out and go when you get out in space especially it's not you know uh ryan brought this up about josh uh earlier in the year you know he give josh a hard time because he breaks out he gets in the wide open space and he gets caught uh but parker you don't get caught like when you you now sometimes you should get down but you don't get caught. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, that's a different story that's a different story <laughs> Uh, is that something in high school? I'm curious. Was that something that that was a big part of your game running? Yeah, it was like, um, so obviously, like I said, a small town, small high school I came from. So there was there was only like certain games where I would they would ever like let me run the ball, if that if that makes sense. Like our bigger games, once we got in the playoffs, like it, it became a big part of our game plan is I would run a lot. And in high school, like I never slid. I never got down. Like I, I would always just run like it was normal. And obviously coming to college. I, I don't know how to slide. I'm still working on how to slide. And, you know, I obviously definitely something I, I need to improve on. <laughs> that goal line hit you took at Tar uh, when Tarleton was in town, is that the hardest hit you've taken or no? Uh, it, it's definitely up there, yes. I, I would I would venture to say it probably is the hardest. It was like I got hit in slow motion. I remember just, like, looking straight up and seeing the sky. Um, but... <laughs> Yeah, that's that's not a hit I ever want to ever want to take again. <laughs> I know I was sitting in the press box and I was thinking, oh, please get up. <laughs> that was that was a tough one. Uh, everybody else was saying slide, Parker, but <laughs> I was more concerned about the post the post uh, tackle than than the pre tackle. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Man, that's fun. Now let's talk about Austin P a little bit. You guys got them coming up uh, this this weekend at home. They're one of the top teams in the conference. They've had a phenomenal year six straight wins um you know this is a this is a an opponent that now not to say that anybody else on your schedule wasn't to be reckoned with but austin peace is, is, is a serious team coming in here and obviously the next one on the schedule so when you're preparing for this team um you know what are you seeing and uh and and what do you think about them coming in yeah obviously austin p very great football team you know they lost their first two of the season and then they haven't lost since then so obviously, you know, they're a team that's rolling right now, have a super high powered offense, have a really good defense, you know, and they're a team that, you know, we're going to have to have a good week of practice and we're going to have to come, you know, prepared, ready to go. They have a lot of great players, great quarterback. Um, you know, he's having a great season this year. Um, you know, and defensively, they, they have a lot of new faces, a lot of new guys out there. They didn't return too many off last year's team. Um, and then also, you know, the d different defense coordinator from last year. You know, so obviously we're starting game planning wise. Coaches have been been started on game planning. We were obviously looking at stuff today, but you know they definitely um, pose a challenge for us. You know, I think our players are you know fired up about this game. Obviously, there's a lot riding on it, conference wise and uh, standing. You know, we're both undefeated in the conference, so um, you know I think the guys are going to be ready and um, come out ready to play Saturday. Do you have – I know when you're you know, studying and stuff like that, you're preparing for the defense, but you talked about the quarterback has had a phenomenal year. Um, do you have a relationship with the quarterbacks in the conference at all? Is that anything that, that you're able to do? You know, 
I don't necessarily with the conference. Obviously, um, you know, going down to that Manning Passing Academy, I got to meet a lot of quarterbacks down there and build some relationships with some of those guys. Um, but not really any of the quarterbacks that we've played so far. I haven't really known personally. Yeah, I didn't other know than, him. Yeah, other than Kentucky, the Devin Leary, me and him met down there. I knew him personally. But other than that, the rest of them I haven't known. Yeah, I, I was curious because, of course, the transfer portal probably plays a little bit of a role in this. You're not seeing the same guys every year necessarily. <laughs> I mean, you guys have seen a lot of Central Arkansas, but that doesn't mean that you had a chance to build a relationship depending on who the quarterback is year to year and things like that, too. Um, so I was just curious. Yeah, because his mic is – I don't know if it's DeLalo or – I'm not sure how you say his name, but um, – Yeah. Yeah, I mean, almost 2,300 yards, 21 touchdowns, eight interceptions. He's having himself a season. He played it in Middle Tennessee where I grew up, uh, played there in college for two years as well, and uh, and then been here at Austin P now for a couple of years, too. Um, but it's going to be a fun game. There's a lot, a lot, lot on the line, of course, uh, for you guys. And uh, and the wonderful thing is, is that that goal of winning the conference is still, I mean, it's in your guys' hands, right? Yeah, 100%. And, you know, I think that's obviously, you know, one of our goals going into the season was to win the conference. And um, in order to do so, you know, we have to keep winning and go on a little win streak um, these next three games. And, uh, you know, Coach Wells, you know, hit the nail on the head. Um, you know, earlier talking to, you know, just the team about, you know, as a team, we're in a really good spot right now health-wise, which is rare this point in the season because last year we were not in this situation. Um, so, obviously, you know, we have we have a lot going for us right now, and hopefully, you know, we can stay healthy and the guys can, you know, keep buying into, you know, what we're doing and what we're trying to get accomplished. And hopefully these next three games, um, you know, we come out and play hard and get the wins. Awesome. Right now, anything else for Parker? No, uh, maybe a statement. Only okay. the hardest hit. I'm not on the other team, but that's what that means. <laughs> it would be a harder hit if I was on the other team. <laughs> but no, I don't got nothing for Parker. Someday, Ryan, someday you guys <laughs> will meet uh, in the NFL and you, you can hit Parker as hard as you want at that point. <laughs> that's the goal. The dream. <laughs> Parker, we really appreciate you coming on, man. We always appreciate your time and, and uh, congrats so far. I know it's uh, – Final season here at, in Richmond, and so there's a um, you know we've been cheering you on for a while now, but uh, we're excited. Great game this past weekend. Looking forward to the Austin P game. So good good luck coming this Saturday. Thank you. Appreciate you guys having me on. Yes, sir. Parker McKinney, quarterback, EKU. All right, we're gonna roll right into guest number two, Ryan. Uh, it's a guy that you see a lot of, or at least he sees your back a lot as well. Uh, he is linebacker Jalen Harrod on the show, and uh, he's muted. But uh, Jalen, welcome to the program, man. How you doing? What's up, guys? How you doing? Doing good, y'all. Doing good. Doing good. Uh, you looking uh, looking like you're feeling pretty good tonight, huh? Yeah, I'm, I'm all right. I'm doing well. <laughs> so, pretty good game this week. Five tackles, uh, long road trip, everything like that as well. You get back home, getting ready for a big game, conference game against Austin P, and everything like that. We'll start with the generalities of the Utah trip because I like hearing your guys' experience out there. Uh, Parker said it's the furthest west he's been. Uh, how about you? You ever been to Utah? Oh, no. Nah. No, this that, the wild, wild west was definitely uh, an experience for sure. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, I mean, we talked about the the gorgeous views and all that kind of stuff as well. But at the end of the day, your defense came up pretty big. Uh, big stop early in the game, continue to hold. And uh, and gave plenty of opportunity for the offense to do its part. 
Uh, you know, we talked about earlier, Logan Blake slacked off this game for seven <laughs> tackles. Uh, did you have any words for Logan after the game? Uh, nah, nah, it wasn't, it wasn't really our game to have or for him to have 21 like he did <laughs> the week before, but we definitely didn't mess with him about having the season low. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talk about the changes in that room. Uh, again, it's, it's been every year, right? Every year since you've yeah. been there, there's been a lot of transition within within your room. And, uh, you know, now this year, Logan comes in, Kyle comes in also. Um, and then you've got uh, Eli there with you as, that's been there. Um, but Logan comes in. What has he added to the room this year? Man, he's added, he's added years of experience. Not many people know this or at least have done the research on it, but he actually started off as a DB in his college career. And he was a lot less buff back in back in the day. Uh, so he's a lot of knowledge on football. And he dude, he's a guy who, who stays in um, the film room. He he gets the the edge on, on all of our events. And uh, when we come over the sidelines, we make adjustments. The dude is calling the plays bar for bar and saying who the targets were, what the blocking scheme was. Like it's nuts. And um, that experience has just added a lot a focus to the group so you know not everyone's scrambling to get you know everyone's tendencies to the minute detail it's like i ain't gonna lie i can i can think about you know first through third down or p and 10 or or a certain situation of football and logan blake has definitely got the other like he he we can work on the fly with him and that's because of the experience and the time he takes throughout the week in the in the film room yeah, now we didn't bring you on to talk about Logan, but one more Logan question. He comes from a, he comes from a small school and um, a, a lower level competition. Were you surprised with how high level talent that he is, com- considering that this is the first opportunity he's had to show it at this level? Oh, absolutely not. I mean, have you seen him in person? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, he's a unit. Like, you no, like, nah. Um, in the summer workouts, he, we, when we get in the, Vertimax pads or whatever the pads are that we use uh, to test our vertical. He was jumping 42s like midsummer workouts. Like, yeah, it's no, like, it's not a surprise at all. Honestly, I was surprised to hear that from Marion when I met him and saw him work out and stuff. It, yeah. Yeah. Uh, now back to you. Uh, so physically, you had uh, some bumps in the road this year, uh, got injured early on. You're obviously back now. Are you are you at full strength, or are you going to be playing kind of banged up all year? I mean, you know, football is a sport that you never play at full strength, if we're being honest with ourselves. Um, I'm banged up enough, but, I mean, like I said, like um, Coach said earlier in um, our meetings, we are as healthy as we've been at this point in the season and like, the last three years I've been here. Um, and I, I'm a part of that as well. I've sustained a lot more injuries in years past at this point in the season. So um, comparatively, I'd say I'm doing I'm doing all right now physically. Awesome. Now, Ryan, I know that uh, you and Jalen don't get along at all. There's this constant conflict between you guys. But I'm going to open the floor to you to ask any questions you have for Jalen. See, I don't know why we keep bringing this guy on the show. <laughs> Like, uh, I get it. He has a great smile, great personality, great guy. But, like, I mean, that's that's pretty much. Yeah, whatever. But uh, <laughs> I, I want to ask, so there's a lot of things about me and Jalen that are real similar, actually. We're not only both a conference champion. We're both with however many opportunity bowls we have, opportunity bowl champions. We're both also high school state champions. 
So Jalen, I got to ask what you've been on many, many championship teams. What does it take to be a champion or at least a, a winner? To be a winner. First of all, someone's got to like you because someone's got to buy into you. Um, every championship team I've ever been a part of, um, especially here, they centered around a love for each other. Um, you can have all the athletes in the world. You can have the greatest coaching staff in the country. But if the guys in the rooms, in the position rooms, in the team room, in the units, if they don't play for each other, if they don't love each other, if they don't uh, have passion, purpose, and pride, if they don't do those things, then their success is only limited to their egos. Um, but what it takes is having a group of guys who really will go out and lay everything out on the line, not just for themselves, but for their team. It's the most important thing, I think, in every championship team. And after that, follow suit with everything else that it takes. Focus on the details, um, execution uh, when it comes to game day, and all the practices throughout the week. Uh, loving and serving or loving your teammates, that is what will get any team to that level. Uh, great question, Ryan. I'm going to clip that and send it to my basketball team tonight. Uh, we got our first game on Thursday of the season. Uh, that is that it's going out to everybody tonight. Uh, great answer as well, Jalen. Uh, I love it, man. I mean, that's what it is, right? And, and Coach Coach Wells has done a great job and the staff of building that culture. You guys have been a big part of that because of the time that you've been here. Um, how does it uh, – I think we've talked about this before, Ryan, but Jalen, what would you say to, to maintain and to improve the culture? Um, because you've got it now in a spot that's good, but obviously you don't want it to just be stale. So how do you how do you do that with the the incoming freshmen, with the incoming transfers, and all that kind of stuff? How how are you able to maintain that culture uh, in the program? Um, well, you know, there's levels to it. Um, I guess it firstly would start from top down. It starts with recruiting, uh, the type of guys that the coaches are looking for, uh, the places they're going, people they're seeing. Um, and I think over the years they've proved that they have a great gauge on on people and uh, how they fit in our program. Uh, and then it and it, it comes to a matter of uh, the guys accepting, you know, welcoming in, like you said, maintaining the culture with newer guys. But when you recruit new people, both high school and transfers, uh, you're hoping that they can add some type of value to the team. So after you, you know, do your recruiting, get the good guys to come in and you establish what the standard is, you know, you could only hope that the guys, the new guys that you bring in have, more to bring to the table to elevate um, that standard. And um, I mean, after that, it's all about, you know, practicing hard, training hard, and then playing hard. And after you do all of that, the, the culture can only improve. I love it. Ryan, what else you got for Jalen? Well, I, this is just another question that I asked uh, Parker earlier in this interview, and I, I think you would have a more interesting answer. Uh, if you could be a car or a truck, which which kind of car and or truck would you be? A bug. A bug, you know, oh. punchback. A bug. <laughs> no, I, I knew I was asking hold on. you. Hold on. Why? Hold on. Hold on. I, I knew you wouldn't be more interesting than that. Why? Why? Why a bug? Because actually, I see it. So, but I want to hear your your reason for it. What <laughs> other car do you know has superpowers like? <laughs> well, Herbie's a lot of my man. <laughs> you gotta get, you gotta. You're, I'm, I'm older than you, man. There's a lot of cars with superpowers. Actually, no, there uh, is one. Didn't the Punishers have one back in the day? Am I tripping? Someone had someone with a skull on their chest 
had a cool car. Oh yeah. Yeah, no. the Punisher had a cool car. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but you got <laughs> I'm not going to get into this. Is there? There's a lot of cool cars in the world, and especially in the entertainment world and everything like that. But I see a bug. Here's why I see it, it being a good answer for you, Jalen. Is uh, a bug is it's a little different, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and it's it doesn't. You wouldn't think by just if you just saw a picture of it, you wouldn't be like, man, that's awesome. But when you start to learn about the bug, you're like, you know what? That's a pretty cool car. And uh, now I don't think a dude should have a bug, but nonetheless, uh, that's anybody's business. They can do whatever they want. But I I see it as a little unique um, and uh, and definitely maybe even I don't mean this in a negative way, a little quirky, maybe. Uh, And I think I like that. I think it's a good fit for you, Jalen. I'll take it. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Different. Definitely the answer. Different. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm just. I want to make sure I don't get any emails from your mom saying I was being mean to you. I mean, I don't mean it in any way. Negative. All right, very. I'm being very kind. I promise. Uh, <laughs> talk about your support system uh, at home, your family, um, and just the support system that you have around you, because I think that's a pretty important part to success as well. Yeah, um, man, I've had, I've been uh, blessed to have a lot of support in my life uh, from people who care about me and love me a lot. Uh, starts with my mom. She's been my best friend since we were little, or I was little. Uh, we've been through a lot together. And um, she's always made sure that I was of some understanding that I can be as great as I want to be, and I can do anything I put my mind to. And um, I really took that with me through my formative years. And um, as it stands now, she still is the cornerstone of, of my support. And then it's the rest of my family, uh, my dad, my brother, my siblings. Um, they all support me so much. You know, my mom's friends come. Uh, to see me play, my uh, my aunt and my uncle came uh, to, what was that, North Alabama, I think, yeah, to watch me play and support, um, all because, you know, my mom posts on Facebook every week uh, to let everyone know that I have a game to play, um, and that she's so proud of me and all that. Um, and then here, uh, the people, the, the my teammates, my coaches, um, despite it being a production-based business, there's like everyone here is surprisingly supportive when we, when we come together as a team. It's one of the main reasons that I've still been here after all these years is because I absolutely love the people here, um, the coaches, my teammates. Um, everyone does a lot to, to come together and help each other through hard times. I mean, we've faced plenty here um, since I've been here. Um, but, yeah. Is there, I'm trying to think of the right way to ask this question. In a world in which everybody leaves, um, I think staying is a sign of character. Not to say that people who leave don't have character, have low character. I don't mean it that way. But Mm -hmm. sticking through things, being a part of something, building something and maintaining it, I think is, is very unique and special in this day and age. You and Ryan have been around for a long time here at the university. We just talked to Parker, who's been here six years. Um, you know, and you just mentioned it. One of the reasons why you're still here is that system and the support system around you and the people that are here. Um, you've seen guys come and go. And uh, and with that being said, would would you encourage people to stay? Um, or would you say each each situation is always different? And you got to figure out what's best for you. I mean, I think generally that's the answer. But what would be a good good reason for anyone, no matter where they are, to stay where they are? Well, I mean, 
I would say every situation is different, but having that being said, I, I would like to say that despite every situation being different, you know, everyone's reason for playing college ball or going to the place that they decide to go is always, there's always a story, but I, I decided personally at some point in my high school career that wherever I wanted to go for college, I wanted to make a home. Um, I wanted to lay down my roots, you know, build, find a community, become a presence in that community, have value and, and create something for myself. Um, and I didn't think I needed to go anywhere else to do, that. you know, I had the talent I did coming out of high school, football's a developmental sport. And I knew I would do that in college. It didn't matter where I went. D1 is D1, college ball is college ball. And I found a place that I was lucky enough to have fantastic people around me. And um, with the motivation to always get better and to be the best version of yourself every day. And advice I would give to anyone about that, that question is go where you feel comfortable, where you feel strong and where you feel supported. You know, um, don't go somewhere because it's a big name school. Don't go somewhere because they're offering you an insane amount of benefits. Although, <laughs> make your money when you need to make it. But, yeah. I mean, as far as intentions go, I mean, I think it's best if you go to college or go to university planning to create value for yourself in that community. Because at the end of the day, if you're doing that, then you're going to have the greatest impact you're going to be the best you're going to be the best version of yourself if you're wanting to do something for more than just yourself yeah man this this interview has been amazing <laughs> uh this has been great i i'm telling you we we get off the air each week and me and ryan talk about you know what i think this may have been the best one yet we've, we've had some really good ones um and i get a lot of feedback from those that listen uh jaylen this has been an absolute pleasure man um we got a little deep in this one i like it i like it a lot rhino any other questions for for jay i i got i got one more question but just another statement on the the recruiting yeah. aspect go go where you're loved mm -hmm. go where people love you where people will respect you where go where you feel like your value will be you can blow up in your own value yeah but uh another question i got for jaylen is like what Jalen got a lot of a lot of talents other than just football. Like, so please tell the people something that they probably don't know about you. Uh, I mean, everyone knows to play the guitar. I got a call on the podcast before that. That was funny. Um, um, I like I like fashion a lot. A lot of people don't know this. I think fashion is a very um, a very expressive form of art and one that gets overlooked a lot because it's usually predicated on how much money you have. But, you know, I, I, I like fashion a lot. It's actually very epic to me. And I like dressing up nice, not just to look good, but to, you know, express how I feel, express how I am or who I am, you know. Some about... A wise man once said, yeah, look good, feel good, play good. And that is, that's not just on the field for me. I think it's an everyday thing. And I have two cats. Okay. <laughs> do you do your cats wear clothes? Do you put sweaters on your cats? No, no. Those 
It was okay. I, I, that is a weird trend. The Portland don't need that there for. Okay. Uh, who's the best dressed guy on the team? Uh, it's not me. Um, it's going to be between Jordan Marshall or Josh Carter. Oh, Ryan, Ryan, what are you thinking? I was saying Jado. Anytime we go out on a trip, that dude is clean. Okay, he, he putting Jado. them suits on. He he yeah. he likes suits. Jado's a suit guy, so that's it's a little it's different. different. A little right. different. But overall style, right? Overall style is probably right. J Mars should definitely up there. Okay, cool. <laughs> this has been fun. All right, uh, Jalen, we're going to let you go because we got to get ready for Austin P. We got to talk about what's coming ahead uh, with flushing the P this week. But uh, Jalen, uh, man, this has been fun. Um, like I said, I got multiple clips. I'm going to be sending some to some guys later tonight. Yeah. But um, I appreciate you coming on, man. I'm glad that you're back on the field and uh, and that you're able to be doing something you love doing and and having a good time doing it with, I think, guys that you generally like as well. So that's good. Um, big game coming up this weekend. So we're cheering you on, man. We'll be there. And uh, thank you so much for coming on tonight. Yeah, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. That's Jalen Herod, linebacker from EKU. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we are going to be looking at uh, Austin P. And what is ahead for this weekend? With over 20 years of experience, Matt Schaefer and the good folks at locally owned IPM Pest and Termite provides pest control service for all of Central Kentucky's pest control needs. Whether you have a current pest control problem or want to prevent infestation from ever entering your home, IPM Pest and Termite offers maintenance programs that will help keep pests out of your home and provide peace of mind. So for dependable, reliable services that you can count on, get in touch with our good friend Matt Schaefer at IPM Pest and Termite today at myipm.com. That's myipm.com. Welcome back into the Sports Stove Local Hour presented by Righteous Felon Jerky. And it's time for our Pest of the Week. The Pest of the Week is presented by IPM Pests and Termites, Central Kentucky's neighborhood pest professionals. And this week, that pest is Austin Ryan, we've talked about it with uh, with Parker a little bit in more detail. Six and two on the year. They've won six straight, uh, beating ETSU, SF Austin, Lindenwood, Gardner-Webb, Southern Utah, and North Alabama. And they laid it on thick against Gardner-Webb. Like, they torched Gardner-Webb. Mm-hmm. Quarterback's been phenomenal all year. They basically go heavy with one running back. They got another guy that gets touches, but Javon Jackson is the guy, 807 yards, seven TDs. He only has eight catches, though, so he's not a massive threat out of the backfield. And then they've got a, a three three receivers that are just tearing it up so far this year. They've combined for 100 catches, 1,500 yards, and 12 touchdowns. Um, Trey Goodman, Trey Shackelford, and Cam Thomas on the year. So when you're looking at this Austin P offense, um, what are you guys going to have to do really well this week? Uh, like like we did uh, last week, we're going to have to make a lot of contested catches or at least force contested catches. They're, they're a really good team, really good dynamic offense, uh, stellar defense, and they got some players that can really move. Uh, I think the, the best way to get after them, we're going to have to get after them up front. I mean, you, you know, I'm not going to say the basics. We got to play a, a, a well-rounded overall game. Yeah. And they're gonna, we're gonna have to be in a fight with these guys. It's gonna be another sixty minutes. It's gonna be another barn burner in Richmond, but it, it's it's a fight. And the the when you list off their schedule, the only 
team I, I don't hear is us because right. they, they haven't been uh, they haven't been in a fight with us. I don't I don't care who you play, who you played before us. When you come to Richmond and you come to EK, you're you're in for a fight. And I, I think that's what we got to do. I think we got to bring the, the hammer to them. Yeah, I mean, you look at their what they've done so far this year, and I mean, like I said, they they blew out Gardner Webb, but relatively close game against North Alabama, um, a very close game against Southern Utah, so a double overtime win, um, and SF Austin was only a two point win. So I just I'm not sure what happened in that Gardner Webb game. Forty one fourteen was the final score in that one. Um, right. So it may have been the quarterback. It may have been when the quarterback got hurt. It was, it was freshman first game. To yeah. Okay. No, okay. no excuses, but sure. Um, but uh, so they're not. It's not that they're unbeatable, even though they've won six straight. Um, their mm-hmm. losses came to Southern Illinois and Tennessee to start the season. Uh, mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, this is a game. I don't know. I grew up hearing about Austin P just because we were in Tennessee, and so you knew about Middle Tennessee played them all the time. You know, stuff like that too. So um, uh, they're they're a college that I've heard about a lot in my life. That said, this is uh, no game has been an easy game for you guys, but this one's definitely not going to be an easy game for you guys. Yeah, def- definitely not going to be an easy one, especially because uh, we kind of owe them one. They they beat us last year when we went to their place. And, uh, yeah, I, I feel like this is one a lot of the players are not only confident in, but kind of excited for because it's, it's the second game of a, a four- or three-game stretch that we're, we're about to go on and a, a little journey. I don't, I don't think anybody's ready for the story to be done yet or anybody's not ready to leave their mark anywhere. I, th- I think this is just the next game, and that's how we kind of have to treat it. You can't treat it like it's a Super Bowl. You can't treat it like it's the conference championship. You can't treat it like it's just another game, another game in Richmond that we're, we're used to. And a good team's going to come in here to play a good game, and I think that's that, I think that's the most exciting part. For our guys, like I said, it's it's a fight for us. We're we're ready to fight. We're ready to box it out with anybody. So I I think that's what I think that's what gets people more excited. The fact that we know it's going to be fun. Did you know that outside of Central Arkansas, uh, you guys have held teams to the lowest amount of points in conference play so far? So you guys are the second leading defense in the con- in, in conference play. This isn't your full schedule. Just in the, the three games you've played in the conference, you guys have allowed 87 points. Central Arkansas has allowed 69. Um, then there's a couple teams that have allowed 90 plus, um, and uh, um, Austin Pease allowed 104. So the defense has been doing its job, generally speaking, this year. Have there been you know flaws? Sure. Have there been issues? Sure. But you guys have been playing a really solid defense. So when you have this offense coming in, they've only scored. Uh, 12 more points than you in conference play. And, uh, and you know, so, I mean, I look at them and go, this could be a very dangerous team. But at the end of the day, they're not they're not as good as maybe their record. Ah, that's the wrong way to put it. But their record makes them look nearly untouchable. And yeah, it makes them look like Goliath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and, and they're not that, right? Uh, I, I wouldn't you, – you can't say a team's not good because right. especially – such a winning streak like these guys are and they're they're on a roll they're confident and if you if you ever watch their games or watch their uh their staff that's kind of what they they build themselves on the height the the height trains they're all jumping around all moving all they're all got the rally towels they, they're an exciting team and they're exciting to watch mm-hmm. so it, it it's 
whether whether that means they're the most explosive in the world, I couldn't tell you that. I couldn't tell you if they're mo the most sound in the world. I couldn't tell you if like their details are better, but I, I know whatever they're doing, they're winning. So right. that, that's how you gotta, that's how you kind of gotta look at it from an outsider perspective, mm -hmm. whether whether they're good or not statistically, they're winning. And that's that's the biggest statistic. As long as there's a one in the W column instead of a one in the L column, yeah. that that's what makes a team dominant. Not not per se the stats sometimes. Because yeah. you, you can be a statistical nightmare and the one day you don't score points, you lose. <laughs> right. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Now, this is the, at this point in the season, the biggest game you guys have. Um, mm -hmm. Both 3-0 and in the conference. Uh, winners first place, standalone first place in the in the conference. Central Arkansas is right behind. They're at 2-1. and one. Uh, coming into this week in the conference, and they've looked really good this year, too. You still have to face them coming up. So that'll be a big game when you get there. But you win this game, and and it's it's all control at that point. You guys control control the destiny. You control it right now. Um, but uh, you guys control the destiny after this game is done as uh, you'll have a chance to face off against Central Arkansas uh, as well in the coming weeks. Uh, App State's coming to you. Uh, versus you going to App State. How big is it to have this one at home? I, I actually think this is uh, it's going to be a big deal, yeah. especially, like I said, they beat us last year. And uh, and we're just coming off a really good win. Last home crowd we had was pretty good. This Hopefully we get everybody here to pack the kid for this week because it's going to be a big one. Uh, yeah. I, I think having it at home, I don't know, the environment's just better. I, I don't know. It, it feels like when we go to other places, and this is no offense to any other stadiums, it just doesn't sound the same. Mm. It, it's, I like the loud games. I like yeah. when the crowds really into it because it, it gets us fired up too. So I think having it in Richmond, we know the fans come out. We know the fans are going to come crazy. They know all the drunk people are going to be over there tailgating. <laughs> I, I think uh, it's, it's definitely a dangerous place to play in if you're not used to it. Yeah. And I mean, you said it should be a, it, it, yeah, it should be a big game. There should be a lot of people there. Um, this is this is a big one, folks. If you're listening to this and you don't understand that, I'm a little surprised. But uh, this is a big one. We need to be there. Uh, we need to be there. We need to be cheering them on. Uh, it's going to be an absolute blast. It's a huge game uh, to accomplish the the goals uh, of the season. This is it right here. It's a five o'clock kickoff um, here, and uh, so plenty of time. Uh, get get your get your morning nap in, get your tailgate in, uh, all that kind of stuff, and uh, and be at the game. And uh, it's going to be a blast. Raymond's ready for you. I mean, they're they're going to get you tickets. So you need tickets. You call Raymond. He's going to set you up. And uh, we need people to pack the kid. No doubt for this weekend. Big 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 game. All right, Ryan. Any final thoughts before we close out the episode today? No, that was a, that was a heck of a show. I'll tell you what, man, I, I'm impressed. I, I had a I had a lot of fun with this one. Uh, Jalen was so just, I don't know, it was deep. I felt like it was a deep interview uh, with Jalen. And Parker, he always gives great information. Um, and I think he was on his game today, too. I tell you what, I had a blast with this one today. Yeah, we're going to have to start throwing out like an award or something. Yeah, I know, right? Now, see, you got these guys, last uh, home game. Uh, we're out there talking after the game, and these guys are walking through. Hey, when am I going to be on the podcast? 
and uh, and use like go out there and make some plays, and you could be on the podcast. Right. Um, you know, I think the bar just got raised tonight Thanks. with, with yeah. Parker and Jalen. I mean, if you want to be on the podcast, uh, you're going to have to bring some personality, some flair, uh, some some depth uh, to you to be on <laughs> on this show. Because uh, my plays, yeah, you got to make plays. Plays, you're not on here. <laughs> I'll have everybody on. You guys win the championship. We'll bring the whole team on. Team uh, on. Yeah, we'll just we'll just roll them in one by one or two by two. We'll we'll figure out a way. We'll go we'll go sit at the Roy Kid Stadium in the stands and just put some microphones up there and go from there. Live. That's right. We'll 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 make it happen. Uh hey, I'm excited for you guys. I know that you're you're back from Utah. It's cold now, um, which is always exciting. It's gonna be cold this weekend, uh, for sure. I gotta remember to bundle up uh for the game, but um it's it's a big week i'm looking forward to it looking forward to cheering you guys on this saturday so reminder for everybody five o'clock kickoff in richmond uh come out cheer on the colonels be a part of of everything there i want to say thank you by the way to uh folks who have listened reached out um and just complimented the show uh, ryan you're getting a lots of compliments on uh, on your part as well and it's i just appreciate people listening um, my goal with this program has always been to give um, an opportunity for student athletes to step up and kind of get their story told a little bit and to let people meet them and get to know them a little bit as well. And I think we're accomplishing that. And I appreciate the support of everybody out there that listens and uh, would be happy to meet you. If you're at the game Saturday, you see me walking around after the game, I'll be headed down to the cabin on the hill uh, for the press conference. You can catch me there uh, or anywhere else. Just start yelling my name. I'll find you. Um, but I uh, would love to meet you if you listen to this program. I always like to meet those who are, who are listening and paying attention. So mm-hmm. that'd be great. And that, that means the, the all-round roofing player of the game goes to Mr. Stover for getting all this started. <laughs> Thank you. First time I've ever received the award. Uh, I appreciate that. Uh, I'll tell you what, man. It's been a, it's been a blast. I appreciate um, the university and their help and their support. The coaches, Coach Wells, um, Coach Todd with the girls' basketball team. Uh, Coach Hamilton with the guys' basketball team. Uh, the baseball team has been phenomenal. Uh, Rickson, when he was here, was awesome. KB, Alex, you guys are great. So uh, we appreciate everybody that that has a part in helping us with this. It means the world, and uh, and we appreciate the support all the way around. We appreciate IPM Pest and Termite and All Around Roofing, uh, locally owned companies and their support of the program. And Righteous Felon jumping on this season as well, uh, being a part of the program. Uh, go to righteousfelon.com. <coughs> Use the code STOVE15. You're going to get 15% off your purchase, and uh, you're going to love it. It's good stuff, man. Great textured jerky, great flavored jerky. It's all there as well. All right. Thanks for tuning in to tonight's edition of the Sports Stove Local Hour. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sports Stove, and come say hi at the game this weekend. Good luck to Ryan and the rest of the Colonels as well. Until next time, we'll see you around the Sports Stove.